0: there we go hi everybody it's your
1: favorite podcast rowan and pine it's uh (laughs) your favorite duo of two old married ladies talking about spooky shit
0: yeah congratulations to neve because she got married was it last
1: weekend Uh, Weekend before the weekend before yeah. yeah it was two weeks two weeks yesterday so i'm in a time warp i feel like Oh, I know. Like, especially last week, because, you know, the on Monday, it was like a bank holiday here. And I was just like, I don't even know what fucking day it is. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was like t- trying to tell me something that was happening on Saturday. I was like, is that tomorrow? They're like, no, tomorrow's Friday. I was like, oh.
0: <laughs> That's how I've been feeling too. We have a holiday coming up this week. It's going to be Veterans Day. Although, do you guys have it the same day over there?
1: No, we don't. We don't have a Veterans Day. Okay. The Closest thing that's going on is all the British people are wearing poppies and getting yeah. mad about people not wearing poppies.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I've heard about that. <laughs> that yeah. drama. We don't. We don't have anything anything like that in ireland because uh, our army hasn't really done much <laughs> so they just don't really bother we'll commemorate some random rebellion in easter every year well random i shouldn't say that people would be like the easter rising was not random <laughs> but you know it was a failed yeah. rebellion let's okay. just say so we'll commemorate that and then just go remember our failures and all these these men that got shot anyway <laughs> But Jess, you have Veterans Day? Yes, we do. It's on Friday.
0: <clears throat> oh my God, I love how we were talking for like a half hour and I was
1: fine <laughs> and now not fine. Um, like clockwork, Amy's throat demon or Amy. What? Why did I just call you Amy?
0: <laughs> I thought you said Emmy. I was like, I
1: mean, Emmy. some people call me that. It's been a while. Like clockwork, Emily's throat demon will make an appearance yeah. for every recording session. <laughs> You'll just your eyes from the crawl.
0: <laughs> it's that time of the year, though. And the wind has bl- been blowing like super hard the last few
1: days. So it's been especially bad. Speaking of not knowing things, I thought we were recording last Friday, like the Friday before last. And I was like, I can't speak. And you're like, we're not recording for another week, Nave. <laughs> <was> like,
0: oh. <laughs> you're fine.
1: Because, <laughs> yeah. I had no voice and was just like
0: talking like this yeah. the
1: entire time which would have been as much as I would like to think it would it would have been very sexy to listen to it probably wouldn't have with all the <laughs> mucus sexy sexy mucus yeah, yeah. sexy
0: aliens
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about what are you bringing us into this post spooky season in betweeny season in betweeny season <laughs> thanksgivingy spooky Is it spooky? No, it's not spooky. No. Spooky's over.
0: I mean, Thanksgiving is a little spooky, considering... The genocide? What actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what's funny is, like, I didn't fully know exactly what I was going to be researching for this. I just kind of started looking up, like, dimensions and things like that. So when I make the research document for this, and I, like, do it in our Google Docs, I put... The title just says, Emily Dimensional. (laughs) 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 So that's what we're talking about today. Me, dimensional.
1: Emily, dimensional. A multi-dimensional Emily.
0: And I actually wanted to say a shout out to my husband's cousin, who she like binged our podcast within like a couple days. Oh, sweet. And she was, her name is Cassie. Hi, Cassie. Hi, Cassie. I know you're listening. (laughs) She like brought this up. She was like, I want to hear more about this. And I had been wanting to research it. So this
1: episode is... Sort of for you, Cassie. Cool. It's a Cassie episode. (laughs) And thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. I love to hear about people binging our podcast because I binge other people's podcasts all the time and then have to go find some sort of community to tell them, like, I've been binging this. Can I speak to you all about this? Yeah. Can we talk about it?
0: (laughs) So, yeah, uh, this is kind of about like interdimensional
1: things. Is it like, like, I think as Reddit refers to these things, it is like a glitch in the matrix.
0: Yeah, sort of. Okay. I guess. I don't know if that's what... That would be something to maybe tie into this. I think basically that's essentially what this is kind of about. Um, Because we spoke about it a little bit, or I did, on the Bennington Triangle episode, where it was... People had theorized that the Bennington Triangle was just an area where there basically was a portal to another dimension, and... People were traveling in and out of it. So people who just disappeared and physically were never found again, maybe they disappeared through a portal. Mm -hmm. That's what this episode is about.
1: Sweet. Because we can always uh, hope that like when things go shit here, that there might be another dimension where things are a lot better.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So hold on to your butts. (laughs) We're going to go through some dimensional stuff. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is how we experience four dimensions. If you think of a graph, there's a place where the X and Y axis meet. So you know, we all grow up learning how to like make a graph. There's like the Nobody can see
1: what my hand gestures that I'm making. <laughs> She's making like a 90-degree angle with her hand. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but so the X and the Y both represent separate dimensions. The third dimension is depth. So um another way To help visualize it is to think about latitude, longitude, and then altitude. Okay. Yeah.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And then the fourth dimension is space-time. So everything we experience is in a physical space at a specific time. You could be at a certain place, but without time, you're not there. Okay.
1: Yeah. Does this make sense? (laughs) It does make sense. Because I'm thinking about it in, like, so we have our, our, like, western understanding of time yeah we think of time as like a linear thing not every culture believes that and not every culture would think of time the same way but it's like for like every time travel storyline in a show or something like say for example you wanted to travel back in time to wherever your house is because you wanted to go to your house or the site where your house was built before it was built you could travel back there but Relative to where the Earth would be in space, and you would be in time, you may like miss it completely. Is that anything to do with what you're talking about? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is like you know where like where the Earth is in space. Yes, I'm getting into Doctor Who shit here. Okay, <laughs> that's what the the Tardis is time and relative dimension in space. So where the Earth is in space, you might want to travel back. Like, oh, I want to go to like this exact spot, but like a like five thousand years ago. But like where the earth is in space, that might not be this exact spot. Right. You might land like you might land in the middle of space. Yeah. Or it could be like a mile away. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. That's basically what it is. I'm glad I'm slightly on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are not mathematic people. We are not.
0: Um, I love science, but my brain kind of melts when I'm trying to figure it out.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I get the brain itchies. And, and the, the sore heads, yeah. <laughs> and the dry throats, and the war flashbacks to trying to understand algebra. Oh yeah,
0: I don't understand algebra even slightly.
1: No, and I've never had to use it. We were just talking about
0: this like two nights ago, about um, math. Do you call it maths? <laughs> Are you one of those people? Maths. yes.
1: <laughs> Mathematics, maths.
0: Um, but we were talking about it like in school growing up and how like they had like the times tables and i was like oh yeah and then we did long division which i don't remember anything about that math i don't yeah. get it but yeah everything that we experience is in a physical space at a specific time so there's this theory that there are 10 different dimensions this is where i started like yeah it's
1: okay so the fifth dimension is this where you text me and you're like i feel like i'm not clever enough to cover this
0: yeah, it's like <laughs> i Don't know if I should be doing this. The fifth dimension is said to be a dimension where you could travel backward and forward in time, similarly to how you can walk backward and forward down the street. So kind of, you know, basic time travel. The fifth dimension, you'd also be able to see possibilities between the world we exist in and other ones. In the sixth dimension, you'd be standing on a plane instead of a line. Like, you know how we do like timelines and it's kind of like forward Mm -hmm. and backward and that's it. So this is where you would be standing in a room and you'd be able to see all the different possibilities and you could compare them. So you'd be like, well, if I go this way, this would happen if
1: I basically like anything like windows. (laughs) This is me like trying to make sense of it in my head because I need to visualize these things. So like, yeah, yeah, just just say no if you need if I'm throwing you off. okay.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that's that wasn't my understanding of it. But you that could be the way you're visualizing it. It makes me think of like computers where you would see like a huge grid laid out in front of Mm -hmm. you and there would just be like every single thing, every single choice that you could make in that moment, every single thing that could happen in that moment. So you'd be yeah. able to see all of these things.
1: I think I'm visualizing that, but I also think that is being influenced by that Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode where Homer gets stuck in the
0: third dimension and he's like, I'm lost and I don't know where I am. <laughs> I do not watch The Simpsons, so I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> it's a very, very old episode. It's like one of the one of the older Treehouse of Horror episodes. People listening are going to know what I'm talking about, um, but it's, yeah... It's it's a very strange episode, but I think that was their way of trying to tackle it. But it's exactly what you're saying. It's like completely black and there's like green grid lines. everywhere. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm picturing. (laughs) And he can literally see like portals all around him or like windows. Yeah, not windows, but like portals and like possibilities all around. Yeah. But then there's loads of like negative space as well. So yeah, that was that's basically how I've understood it. Okay. So. So you have a timeline and then you have a plane. Yes. Plane, P-L-A-I-N, not P-L-A-N-E. Yes. We're not on like United Airlines or something. <laughs> Airlines for the Irish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like such a bad name for uh, an
1: airline but it's it, it sounds it sounds dodgy it does
0: in the fifth and sixth dimension no matter where you were you would always be able to see every possible occurrence past present and future so so i'm thinking i see that as sort of like you're surrounded by like everything like you could see your birth you could see whatever mm-hmm. like have you seen interstellar yes i imagine this is where matthew mcconaughey is like floating at the end mm-hmm. not to spoil it for anybody, but It's been out for like 10 years, so...
1: But they also do say that Interstellar is the most scientifically accurate of all of those sort of space, like, time travel films. Yeah. Because I watch a lot of those, like, reaction, like, scientist reacts to blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And they're always like, yeah, this is exactly bygone.
0: It seems like whoever wrote it actually, like, took the theories... And we're like, okay, we're gonna try to portray this. The seventh, eighth, and ninth dimensions is where it starts to get wacky and where my brain was melting. So um I'm not really covering those. Okay. Because those basically were just talking about like you could see basically everything, but you could see it spreading in different dimensions. So like the dimensions would be like layers. It was really confusing.
1: I'm picturing a spider diagram, but okay, <laughs> you know, and like they all branch off, yeah. So like the possibilities, and that's where you're like the multiverse whole thing comes in. yeah, that one decision will splinter off into another universe, and that universe will have its own set of questions, yeah and set of decisions, right. And yeah,
0: yeah, it was it' was pretty intense. and I couldn't one hundred percent figure out how to explain it on my own so i was like okay if i don't feel like i can understand this fully i'm not even gonna try
1: so, <laughs> well, you say, like, if, if there's something that you're trying to understand, if you can't explain it in like simple terms, then you don't understand it properly. Exactly. So at least if you know, know that you can't understand or you can't explain it simply, then you you know, you're not understanding it. Yeah. fully. So. so
0: if anybody wants to write to us and can explain it in simple terms, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I think this article that I was reading was explaining it in simple terms, but I'm just a special little bird. <laughs> <laughs> But there is something called the interdimensional hypothesis, which is popular, popular. <laughs> Among ufologists, or ufoologists, I don't know how they like to pronounce it. I feel like there's, there's arguments about this. But claiming that UFOs, now known as UAPs, are the result of another dimension that exists separately alongside of our own. This is contradictory to what most people seem to believe, that UAPs are evidence that there is life on other planets and that this life is coming to visit Earth. Does that
1: make sense? It does. And I think, so Tom DeLong from Blink-182 yeah. has um, been giving obviously a lot of interviews lately and he was on <laughs> Scientific <laughs> Extraordinaire Stevos podcast oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting it to go that way <laughs> no hate to steve i love steve he's a harmless idiot um (laughs) i think that's what he was talking about and he was basically saying that like because his to the stars academy like his organization helped get a lot of that stuff declassified and i think that's the theory that he is running with that it's not so much aliens as he had always believed but it is like an interdimensional like a rift or some way right. that we are getting like a glimpse into another dimension right
0: it's not that they're like they're coming here from Saturn or something like that it's that there's mm-hmm. a
1: different dimension and they're finding ways through it to our dimension like if we look at another thing that gives the brain itches, which is the, um, the vastness of space yeah <laughs> makes me breathe very heavily when I think it's about one it. of
0: those things that I just cannot think about because if there is not a wall somewhere I, mm-hmm. I my dad used to my dad super into astrology astrology no astronomy,
1: astronomy.
0: <laughs> not into Your astrology dad is A
1: scorpio girl yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait my dad actually might be a scorpio that would be is funny. he, <laughs> is he a leo i don't even know september baby he was super into astronomy when i was a kid and he would talk a lot about that he was like no it's infinite like it doesn't end and i was like but what do you mean it doesn't end Mm -hmm. He's like, it goes on forever. And I'm like, it can't. It can't just go on
1: forever. The brain itchies. That's the only way to describe it. It's just like, it hurts.
0: Yeah. At the end
1: of it, there's got to be a wall, like in Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yes. The vastness of space, then like one of the few like logical ways, like since we don't have like unlimited power sources, we don't have unlimited fuel. One of the only logical ways is by jumping through a portal in space, like in Interstellar or... And that like film that I apparently got panned, but I fucking love it is Event Horizon. I've never seen it. From like a few, a few years back. And it's like they, uh, it's it's like basically a ship that travels through a black hole. Okay. But comes out the other side and it's, it goes through like a hell dimension. And it's like a horror, it's a space horror. Okay. It's really fucking good. Is it scary? It is. Yeah, <laughs> quite scary. And quite gory. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I can't, I can't recommend every film to you.
0: So there's another theory when it comes to UFO or UAP sightings is that they are psychological or social phenomena, such as like group hysteria. I'm sure at this point, a lot of people have heard of the dancing plague. Have you heard of it? Mm -hmm. Where people just like started basically dancing until they died. And I'm actually, I talked to you about it, but I'm reading a book basically about group hysteria and stuff like that. And it's super interesting. But that'll be another
1: episode. There is an episode, I think, of American Hysteria. I feel like we should give her a credit on our <laughs> yeah. fucking podcast at this stage. Yeah,
0: she does amazing stuff. So if anybody hasn't listened to American Hysteria, you should check that podcast
1: out. Absolutely. But she does a whole thing about you're probably going to actually cover this. I might be even preempting you, <laughs> but um she she does a whole episode about like UFO sightings and all of that, and about how um. There's almost after the original one, which was that, that like couple who said that they were abducted and experimented oh, on. was it Betty it was and Barney?
0: What's sibling? her last name?
1: Betty and Barney. Flintstone. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> Rubble. Yeah. She talked about how like after they sort of got like famous like loads of people came forward and they were almost like the blueprint for a alien abduction story right. and that when X-Files came out and X-Files got really popular in the 90s they used that as their blueprint and like about like how these things would happen and they even did an episode sort of making fun of yeah. it like how that there's there's like a, a whole phenomenon of like really like unbelievable alien encounter stories but that all of the instances of people reporting being abducted by aliens went up when X-Files got popular. Oh, wow. And she examines this whole thing in the episode and it's like, it's really, really, really interesting. And, you know, that there's like, it's usually that there's a couple and they're driving at night and then um that all of the electronics in their car fail and then they see a bright light and then they are, that all of a sudden they're aboard a ship and they're uh, immobilized somehow. And yeah, it's like... It, these things happen time and time again and all of these stories. Yeah.
0: And it's all the same, which is super interesting mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah, it could be an indicator that this is true and this is actually what happens when you get abducted. Or it could be an indicator of people knowing the story somewhere in their head and then they like fabricate mm-hmm. this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Also, I Googled it and it is Betty and Barney Hill. Hill. Okay. Okay. Not rubble. No. Not Flintstones. Alien abductions. Betty and Barney. Yeah.
1: Okay. Anyway. So they think that, like, the UAP phenomena is a social, like, psychological thing. It could be. Okay. But that's not what
0: this episode is about.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's just another one of the theories of what
0: it could be. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. extraterrestrial, where it's, like, they're from a different planet. Interdimensional, where they're from just, like, a different dimension. Or that it's group hysteria, and it's just something that a lot of people believe that they're experiencing. So our boy John Keel, who I spoke about previously in the Bennington Triangle episode, in the 1970s said the following, I abandoned the extraterrestrial hypothesis in 1967 when my own field investigations disclosed an astonishing overlap between psychic phenomena and UFOs. The objects and apparitions do not necessarily originate on another planet, it may not even exist as permanent constructions of matter. It is more likely that we see what we want to see and interpret such visions according to our contemporary beliefs. In John's book UFOs: Operation Trojan Horse, he talks about how he believes that vampires, fairies, ghosts, demons, poltergeist phenomena, mysterious balls of light, etc., are all what he calls ultra-terrestrials, which basically means aliens who can disguise themselves as whatever they want so that they can. So that people won't think that they're aliens. okay. Which is pretty
1: interesting. It would also be a explanation, like without getting into the whole ancient aliens thing, <laughs> which is a whole other fucking... <laughs> it would also be like an explanation for people's beliefs. And when people swear that they've seen, as I have covered before, swear that they've seen uh, little people or wee folk yeah. on their land right. or or seen like some sort of like mythological creature. But it's, um, that's another explanation for it. I know.
0: I was kind of like, it's interesting to think, you know, like fairies or something might be just aliens. Who knows? A theory is yeah. a
1: theory. <laughs> well, the other thing was like some of the, like in Irish mythology, they reckon that like some of the fairy races like originated from the sky. Like the de- the depictions of them are them arriving on storm clouds. Interesting. That's another way of uh, tying into that theory. Yeah.
0: And this will also tie in with a story that I'm going to tell a little bit later. Okay. A J. Allen Hynek, I think that's how you say his name, is another guy who had a theory of his own when it comes to interdimensional hypothesis. Hypothesis. <laughs> 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 he theorized that our own universe could be a little slice inside of another universe with many other dimensions. Does that make
1: sense? Okay. So we're like one of those breakoff universes. Like one of the, one of the other possibilities?
0: Um, how I pictured it is kind of like, have you ever seen like the cross section photos of the earth where it's like, Mm -hmm. here's the earth, here's like the layer underneath the dirt and then whatever. And it goes to like the little ball of lava in the middle. Mm -hmm. I imagine it kind of like that, like, like the earth is a different universe. And then one of the layers is like the layer that we live in. Okay. So there's like an onion universe. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're one of the layers of the onion, basically. Okay. It's a good way to put it. A layer in an onion. <laughs> or if we are talking to the donkey from Shrek, a parfait. <laughs> we think we're living in this place and another universe is far, far away, but actually it could be a lot closer than we think. It could be basically just like our neighbor, but we can't see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brain melting. Yeah. He said... We have this idea of space. We always think of another universe being someplace else. It may not be. Maybe it's right here. And I think it's just so hard for the human brain to, like, imagine that there's something here that we're not seeing.
1: Well, we talked about, like, in our Sion episode of, like, the veil. Yeah. Between the living and the dead. So... This is another way of interpreting that veil. For sure. And in the book I'm reading that I was telling you, it's it's a book called um, uh, Ninth House. It's by Leigh Bardugo. And the main character in that book can see ghosts. And she just sees them like going about their business. Say one of the ghosts is uh, she finds him in a parking structure because it used to be like a carriage factory that his family owned. But he's still like going around as if he's in the carriage factory. Yeah. So it's like an unseen world within the world. It's just that she can see beyond the veil, you know?
0: And that is pretty cool to think about. And we've talked about psychics and stuff before. But it's cool to think about the fact that there might be people who are just able to see and hear or, like, interact Mm -hmm. with another dimension. And um, we talked on the show about various ghosts and monsters who are seen or part of a belief system in a certain area, which makes me think about cryptids. Um, Mm -hmm. But, for example, the fairy episode. Fairies and similar creatures seem to be part of the belief system in specific parts of the world, like Ireland, where you are. There's not people, mm-hmm. at least I haven't encountered anybody in the US who's like, believes in fairies. It's not yeah. really part of like the mythology here.
1: But here, up until very recently, there was, there are, well, there probably still are. I just don't know, know any of them personally who just fully believe that fairies are real and that you can't like you can't act in certain ways because you'll upset them and you can't like disturb fairy forts and you can't um do things that might cause them offense and it's a very real belief to them
0: and so it's one of those things where i was kind of thinking i'm like wouldn't that be interesting if basically ireland was like by like a fairy dimension and so there's like a portal and the fairies come to ireland and it's just like not in my region Mm -hmm. i don't know it's pretty crazy and bigfoot. I will talk about Bigfoot now. He seems to only be seen in certain regions as well, making you think making you think that, you know, there could possibly be just portals where like there's Bigfoot land or Bigfoot dimension somewhere and then like the portal is in mm-hmm. Washington state because I think Washington state has a lot of um uh Bigfoot sightings. <laughs> this Yeah, This guy, John Eric Beckjord, I think that's how you say his name, it's B-E-C-K-J-O-R-D, was a paranormal investigator based out of San Francisco. He believed that Bigfoot and other cryptids are interdimensional beings, only showing up for periods of time and disappearing through wormholes to other dimensions or a parallel universe. If you don't know what a wormhole is, it's a theory that postulates that there is a passage, sort of like a tunnel or a shortcut through space-time, which... I feel like we kind of like talked about that earlier. Like when you were talking about yeah. trying to reach the end of the universe. Yeah. Our boy Beckyard Beckyard, Such a funny last name. Said that at one.
1: Yeah. It's a fun name to say.
0: <laughs> said that at one point, these entities spoke to him using telepathy saying, we're here, but we're not real. Like what you think is real. He used this oh. theory to explain why there are so many sightings of Bigfoot, yet there is never a physical body found why would there never be a carcass to investigate?
1: Especially if, like, it's always hunters that are seeing him or, like, people that are, like, out in the forest in, like, fucking tactical gear.
0: Right, like, if so many people are seeing Bigfoot, why is there never any? You know, like, they, like, do footprints Mm. and stuff like that, so there's, like, evidence, and they, like, take the hair and stuff like that, but there's never any. They never have a body. There's never, like, you know, like, a dead Bigfoot somewhere. Yeah. Over the years, backyard... Collected many images of what he calls half Bigfoots or invisible Bigfoots.
1: Did I say invisible? It sounded like invisible to me, but you could have said that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) These these were photos in which the photographers took the photo, but did not see the Bigfoot until later. The creatures photographed did not match Mm -hmm. the description of any animals within known zoological classifications. Makes me think about. I don't know if you're on. I'm on like a. I think it's called like haunted Reddit or something like that, or like ghost stories or ghost sightings or something. And people will post pictures and they'll be like, there were only three of us in the photo. Like, what is this like fourth thing? Oh, but they like, you know, and if you watch any like ghost hunting shows, they'll have photos and it's like, we didn't see this
1: here, but
0: now we look at the photo and this is Mm -hmm. there
1: or like the classic EVP recordings that they always have. (laughs) Like on like BuzzFeed Unsolved, like they'll do, they'll like ask like the ghost questions. And then when they're playing it back later, it's only when they play it back that the yeah. answers will show up on Yeah, on, on technology.
0: Tape. Yeah. And so that's really interesting because if, I don't know if you want to call it like the spirit world, but, you know, as we were talking about how Samhain is the time when the veil is thin and we're supposed to be able to interact more with the spirit world, If that's a time we're able to interact with the spirit world, it's like the spirit world could just be another dimension. Which would make sense why Bigfoot shows up later in photos,
1: ghosts show up later in photos.
0: I don't know. I think it's like super interesting.
1: Because it's like, yeah, we were talking about how like time can be experienced differently and time is place and space. Yeah, basically. If you assume that time is the same, then obviously... The being should be there to be captured on camera. But if what we're saying is that time is not the same and it's not experienced in the same linear way, so it makes sense that, like, something which was not part of your reality at the moment that the photo was taken or the recording was made, it wasn't part of your reality at that moment, but it is a part of their reality. And just because your perspective of their reality or your perception of the reality is different doesn't mean it wasn't there. Did that make sense?
0: (laughs) It does. And that's what's so interesting to me about like the photography and how electronics are able to pick these things up. But we like as human beings aren't like for the most Mm -hmm. part, we can't hear the EVP recordings. We can't see the ghost photography, stuff like that. And I feel like kind of my brain is bending (laughs) trying to like figure it out because it's like, yeah, it's so weird that technology would pick these things up. And our eyes and ears wouldn't. Yeah. Like, have you seen, like, on a lot of the ghost shows, now they use the SLS camera?
1: No. What's, is that, like, the heat, or? No,
0: it's, um, oh I think it was the Xbox that had almost, like, a projector, and it would, like, be able to pick up your body and your body's movement, and so you could, like, play games on the Xbox by just, like, moving your body. All right, yeah. But then people started, like, it was picking up like other people in the room, basically. Right, it'd be like, oh, here's the third player,
1: and you're like, what? There, it's just me, or like, it's just me and my brother. There was in 2020, there was a TikTok filter like that that did like a heat thing, and people would like be scanning around the room, and then it would pick up like another person standing in the Ah! (laughs) corner, or like sitting in their chair, yeah. Or they'd be like, this is my grandfather's favorite chair. And like, it looks like there's a man sitting in the that chair. That is wild. Yeah. Which, you know. They use the. I was just going to say on TikTok, they were probably like mostly just people messing around. Probably. But, um, yeah. It was creepy as fuck. Yeah.
0: But they use <laughs> the SLS camera and they'll like be looking at an empty room. And then all of a sudden, like a figure. It's usually like, it's like a stick figure kind of thing. Mm. Um, But they'll show up. But it's, like, they mm-hmm. can't see it, but, like, the technology picks up this figure, and it's yeah. pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, Beckyard did tons of research and collected evidence over his adult life and encountered many skeptics who believe Bigfoot sightings to be a cultural phenomenon or hoaxes. Which, fair enough. <laughs> People, you yeah. know, everybody's seen the Bigfoot picture that's, like,
1: okay, that's a guy in a gorilla suit. <laughs> It's obvious. <laughs> Even the way he's kind of like half squatting, like yeah. running away, like, oh, you can't right? It's like clearly not moving very fast.
0: Yeah. Or I saw, because <laughs> one of these pages that I was looking at that was talking about Bigfoot, it had like all these like, all this like photographic evidence of Bigfoot. And I was like, that is obviously a bear on its hind legs. <laughs> It's not Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> I was actually, I was at my parents' house a couple of weeks back and I don't know what channel it was on, but it was something that was just left running. Like nobody was watching it, but they were talking about like Bigfoot sightings. Apparently this guy is like one of the most prominent like experts on apes in the world. Okay. <laughs> And they were having him examine, like, four seconds of video to determine whether something was an ape. And I was like, what went wrong in your career that you're doing this on this show? Unless
0: he's making a lot of money from it.
1: Yeah, he must have been, because I was like... like, Basically, they were just getting him to go, yeah, that's an ape. Right. (laughs) Checks out. Yeah. So glad they got the world expert on here to tell us this.
0: I love when they have... When somebody will have a video of a bigfoot creature and it'll be in a specific area and they'll be like we got this guy who's like a really fast runner and he's gonna see if he can run as fast as
1: whatever this was in this (laughs) video
0: and they're always like he couldn't do it
1: (laughs) so crazy he couldn't run as fast over like uneven forest (laughs) grind
0: it is interesting because it's like yeah i mean if a human if it's obviously not a human running probably something else maybe an interdimensional bigfoot Um, One of these articles had a handful of interdimensional hypotheses. Some of them were like kind of weird. I was like, okay. A good example in literature is also Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll. Alice goes into a mirror and enters a world where everything is reversed, a parallel universe or world. Also, Alice in Wonderland, she falls down a rabbit hole and enters a strange world. The Bermuda Triangle may be an entryway for transverse wormhole. And all those missing ships and planes may exist in another parallel world or parallel universe. Wouldn't that be weird if you're like, like I'm imagining being in my backyard and like a plane shows up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, oh, oh hi. <laughs> there was a show like a few years back. I was only reminded of this because there's a show on Netflix that like just came up on my feed like last night that seems like almost an identical plot. And I was like, wait, it was a show called The 4400. Do you remember that? Never heard of it. And it was basically that there was a plane that went missing, like completely out of the sky. And then with like 4,400 people on it. And then it just shows back up later. And none of the people have aged. Like it shows back up years later. And all of the people, they have no like perception of the time passing. Like it was just like a momentary thing for them. But when they show up, like it's obviously it's been years later and their families have moved on and all of this kind of stuff. I remember watching the first couple of episodes of that. And this is a fictional show?
0: Yeah. Sorry. I was like, wow. Did I not say what?
1: that? I don't think you
0: did. You might no, have. Sorry. but Yeah.
1: That would have been fucking like, this should be covered more. I know. I'm like, I can't believe I haven't heard of this. <laughs> yeah. They showed up like years later and no time had passed. So I think like. The way the show was going, that it was basically like an interdimensional thing where they'd slipped into pocket dimension. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, uh, where time had not passed and then just came back at a different stage on like our timeline. Yeah. Um, where they had not experienced the passage of time. Uh obviously time had gone on without them. Yeah. And then there was also this French show that that happened as well, like missing people kept showing up, not having aged from the time that they went missing. Yeah, like some of them were like, it would be like somebody who went missing as like a 10 year old kid and they come back and like their parents are in their 70s. And it's quite sad.
0: I think there are some stories like that. There is one story that I'm going to bring up um, here in a second. That's pretty weird. I don't know if you've heard of it. But another hypothesis is in the situation of an interuniverse universe of intra universe wormholes, people may disappear and reappear at some other part of the world in a different time. Basically what we we're just talking about. There are reports of a Spanish soldier or er, from the 1600s appearing in our time for a short period and then disappearing again. There are reports of farmers walking into a field and just vanishing. Many missing persons may have gotten into either an intra-universe wormhole or an interuniverse wormhole. In the latter case, they would reappear in a different universe and world and not this one. Um, an example that this made me think of was the Green Children of Woolpit. Have you heard of that? Never heard of this. Tell me. It was two children who seemed to be brother and sister appeared one day in the village of Woolpit in Suffolk, in Suffolk, 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 <laughs> Suffolk.
1: <laughs> Terrible. This is like...
0: It's suff So <laughs> it's like, I feel like I shouldn't be saying this. So they appeared in the in the village of Woolpit Wool in Suffolk, England. <laughs> I'm not swearing. This doesn't need to be, uh, what's it called? Yeah, the (laughs) children looked like humans, but their skin had a green color to it. They spoke an unknown language and would only eat raw fava beans. What the fuck? But like this town took them in, they began eating a regular diet, but the boy ended up dying. The girl learned to speak English, and when she did, she explained that her and her brother came from a land where the sun never shone and it always appeared to be twilight. She said that everything was green and it was called saint martin's land
1: st martin's land isn't that
0: weird these kids just showed up that's
1: so fucking weird and
0: we're green oh my god But i guess that as they started eating more of like a regular diet they like their skin changed color like they turned more like human color yeah it's pretty weird and it's
1: so specific like fava of- beans <laughs> what the f- delicious i guess <laughs> i don't even know like i don't think i've ever had one i don't think i have either my only frame of reference for faba beans is hannibal lecter yeah, i was just <laughs> thinking that i'm like silence yeah. on the lambs anybody <laughs> yeah that is that is the fucking weirdest thing so like this this girl like grew old and stuff like she just stayed there yeah
0: and her brother died wow super weird another hypothesis is that Other applications are the famous um, lost sock in the dryer, Mm. which is not a joke. (laughs) Lost keys that later reappear on a plain table, missing money from a secure spot, travel by dying people 3,000 miles to appear briefly to relatives. Cases where priests are seen in two widely separated spots at the same instant, giving mass and more.
1: Okay, I feel like you just did a greatest hits of Rowan and Pine there very quickly. Pretty much. <laughs> so you t- you had like the disappearing keys, yeah. so we talked about that in our fairy episode. Yeah. When they take shiny things away, or when they, uh, yeah, stuff goes missing because you've angered the fairies. Yeah, we got the doppelganger. People showing up to doppelgangers, yeah, dying and uh, dying relatives. Yeah, It's enough of a common phenomena that people are coming up with several exp- explanations for it. So you have like in Ireland it's fairies um in like different parts of the world it's like a dimensional rift or you know scientists have tried to come up with an answer for yeah. it so that's oh my god yeah it's
0: pretty weird <laughs> and it's just that's exciting it's really
1: weird to think that you could like have your keys on the table and they could like disappear into another dimension and then they could just pop back up yeah. i don't know I mean, I'm just really fucking absent-minded and can't remember. Right, I was going to say. Constantly have to call my own phone. Yeah, I
0: usually am like, (laughs) wait a second. Although I'm not as bad as my husband is about that. He like, it's always a struggle in our house. He'll be like, oh, no, where's my wallet? I'm like, again.
1: (laughs) See, me and my husband are the opposite. Ewan refers to himself as my assistant because he has to constantly be like showing me where things are. If we're trying to leave the house, he basically hands me my phone because he knows that the last thing I'm going to be doing is wasting another 10 minutes running around looking for it. (laughs) But now I have a Samsung watch so I can call That's what I should start calling myself. I'll be like, oh,
0: I'm your assistant because I basically do the same thing. I'll be like... Mm -hmm. We'll be getting ready to leave and I'll be like, your keys are in the bathroom. Why they're in the bathroom, who knows? But he just (laughs) places
1: them wherever he is. It's bad. You know, the way they say there's like, you know, you know, signs to look out for, for like dementia (laughs) or like horrible things like that. And it's like, I recently, like four days ago, found a packet of lint rollers in our freezer. Oh, no. i had obviously put in there when I was putting away the grocery shopping. And I was like, I was wondering where they were. (laughs) And you found them when you were grabbing a frozen pizza. (laughs) Yeah, I found them looking for something else. I was like, oh, that's where they are. How the fuck did they get in there? But also, like, you wouldn't even know if I had dementia because I'm just (laughs) doing shit like that all the time. This is just me. Are there any? Is she getting forgetful, like more than usual?
0: Yeah. I don't know. My grandma, who actually ended up suffering from Alzheimer's, she would say, it's not that I lost my keys, it's
1: something like, she forgot what keys are for. Yeah,
0: basically. I think she read it somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I've I've heard something like like my grandfather, my mother's father got like a, um he had dementia in his later years and, you know, because obviously they were worried about him and they were wondering, you know, what is just him being forgetful and what is, what is like something to actually take notice of. Right. And I think that was something that maybe one of his doctors or something had the way it framed it. And it's a good, like, it's a useful way of framing like forgetfulness and dementia. Yeah. You could just be, you could be dropping them into the lost sock dimension. Yeah. <laughs> for a time. And they'll just come back out again.
0: Wouldn't that be wild if Alzheimer's and dementia was like, like they're like half existing in like a different universe? Mm. I don't know. This is a weird theory.
1: It probably won't. Yeah. Well, it's such a horribly heartbreaking disease that it's, it'd be a nice way to think about it. Yeah. It's know? terrible.
0: It's like, no, grandma's just, you know, she spent some time in another dimension where these things are yeah. actually happening. <laughs> Yeah. So I have just a little bit more to cover. These are a few stories that connect Bigfoot and UFOs. The first one is from 1888 in Northern California. A group of cattle ranchers came together with a group of Native Americans for a meeting. Not specified why. The natives described seeing three crazy bears, in quotations, descending from the sky in a moon that left them in the woods before taking off and disappearing.
1: Three crazy bears that arrived on a moon. Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds like a UFO, right? Like a saucer. A UAP. Yeah, absolutely. I love that when there's like something that's you know their frame of reference is so early or like so beyond like you know they talk about it like in a in a moon like or you know crazy bears. Whereas like if that was somebody now, it'd be like, oh, it was like an aircraft, right? Or if it was like somebody in the 1800s, hundreds, would be like it was a weather balloon or like a big balloon.
0: You yeah. Know. Or like at that point, lights, like lights weren't technology. They couldn't be like, oh, it's Mm -hmm. a big light in the sky. And I was just talking to somebody about this, like when it comes to children, about how children will like their frame of reference is small. So like the things that they compare things to is just like, it's just so precious. (laughs) Pretty interesting that three crazy bears descended from the sky in a moon and the moon left them in the woods. The second happened in Cincinnati, Ohio in 1973. A woman and her daughter were awoken in the middle of the night to a beam of light coming down from a bulbous umbrella shape in the sky. When they followed the light to where it landed in the woods, they saw a grayish ape-like creature wandering toward the beam of light. The creature and the beam of light quickly disappeared. Oh, God. Though there isn't any proof that either of these stories are true. At least 20% of other Bigfoot sightings coincide with UFO sightings. Oh. So that's pretty
1: interesting. That is interesting. So like, my rational brain is like, it's because all the crazies concentrated (laughs) in one area. (laughs) There's some really potent moonshine happening around there. Something in the water. or it's a thin part of the veil in between the dimensions. Right. There's a
0: yeah. cryptozoologist named Jack Carey. He believes that interdimensional travel could also be explained by the Mach effect. The Mach effect is actually, quote-unquote, a sound principle in physics currently being tested by NASA. It makes use of fluctuations created by a body of mass as it accelerates that are in turn used to generate thrust. So Jack Carey says he believes that the earth fluctuations can create momentary tears in the electromagnetic membrane, separating our universe with a parallel one, allowing extra dimensional entities across into this dimension.
1: Wow. So like you break the sound barrier so much that you like punch through into another universe?
0: Yeah, that's... I was, like... At first, I was, like, Earth's fluctuations, but then it's, like, oh, yeah, because, you know, how um, the poles will tilt one way or the other, like, toward or away from the sun, depending on Mm -hmm. the time of year. So, basically, it's saying that that, that, like, um, tilting can create tears in the electromagnetic membrane. Wow. Yeah, which is uh, something I'm, like, still kind of trying to wrap
1: my brain around. I'm, like, whoa, okay. Well, it's, like... (laughs) Do you ever hear those um, recordings of what space sounds like? Yes. And it's like, it's not sound on a spectrum that we can actually hear, yeah. but it's the way that they have interpreted it. Like how they,
0: they basically put it through a machine that will interpret it for
1: our ears. In the similar way that like, we can't see like ultraviolet light, but like, you know. Yeah. You can see it. Or how you can see. It very real. Like <laughs> how you were
0: talking about like thermal. Imaging. Yeah, thermal imaging. What's the word? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, we can't really see hot or cold Mm -hmm. although there is have you ever looked at something when it's really hot and there's like those waves coming off of it yeah i think that's like the only time we can see
1: heat (laughs) there's also i remember thinking this as a kid and it's something that i've never really looked up i'm sure there is a scientific it's probably to do with the molecules or something but like you can tell when you turn on a tap or a faucet The difference between hot water and cold water by looking at it. Do you get what I mean? By the way it flows out of the tap? I feel like
0: I know because I think the hot water looks more like white. Yeah. Might be because of the steam coming off of it.
1: Yeah. um, I think it's because obviously when you, a lot of times when you add up heat, like you'll speed up the particles. Yeah. Um, And that's where like we get steam generated. It's where you turn like water into steam into energy. Yeah. You know. I don't need to explain like steam to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sciencey things. (laughs) And like sometimes when you look at like when hot water, when it's like coming out of the tap, it kinda comes out like it looks like it's coming out faster and it's almost like frothier. It's like cold water will look different. Yeah. I just find that it's just so like interesting that like it's something that you internalize. As you're looking at it, like nobody explained this to you. You look at the top and you know what it looks like. But a lot of times when you look at something, you'll be like, yeah, that's going to be hot. Or that's going to be cold. Right. It's it's just very fucking weird.
0: Or, OK, so this is like the perfect time for me to ask you. <laughs> um, I'm assuming it's universal. If you like to you have the like the hot and cold side, right?
1: Mm hmm. What what side is which? Uh, you mean like in in Europe? Yes. Or like in Ireland, like for the taps.
0: Yeah. Like is one side hot and one side cold always?
1: Yeah. I think my brother is a plumber. So I feel like he, he said this to me at one point, um, like when he used to plumb bathrooms, he's not like a domestic plumber anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think in my, it's usually cold is on the right hand side and hot is on the left. Yeah.
0: That's how it is here. (laughs) Like,
1: So our
0: bathtub upstairs Mm -hmm. Is opposite. Oh, God. And I, like, got mad one day because it was really hot and it was burning me. So I, like, just instinctively went to turn the knob, like, to turn off the hot, yeah. but I turned off the cold until no. so got hotter. And I was like really frustrated. Was, like, and like, I was like, I turned off the wrong one. Like I, I was like, I got so like caught up with the fact that it was burning me that I turned off the, the wrong side mm-hmm. because like, I'm so, you know, I'm so used to it being cold is on the left yeah. and or cold is on the right and hot is on the left. Yeah. And he like, he was like, no, it's not. And I was like, yeah, it is. It's like almost always that way. Yeah. And he was like, Really, I've never paid attention to it, and I was like,
1: "How? What? <laughs> like, yeah. Who are you?" <laughs> no, I think I think it's some sort of rule for like plumbers. That's the way they're supposed to do it because it's rather than ha- them having to check which pipes are feeding which taps, they'll just know, you know, by looking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about plumbing to be honest. I don't know a lot about
0: it, but I know that in my life, it's always been <laughs> that the cold is on the right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this was my episode on. Interdimensional dimensional things.
1: I feel like if anybody uh partakes in uh, smoking certain substances, this is the perfect episode to listen to after yeah. you have smoked it. You might come at, at us it. with <laughs>
0: Yeah, you might come at us with a cool hypothesis.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should uh you should let us know, especially if you if you smoke something and it's something like, we're not yeah. in positions where we can, so <laughs> <laughs> it's illegal where I am. <laughs> it is legal here, but I'm not a person who does those things. Yes. So. <laughs> but yeah, if you did, please let us know because um, I'm sure you had really interesting things. Or I hope we freaked you the hell out. <laughs> You're afraid yeah. that Bigfoot's going to bigfoot's like watching you pee
0: or that bigfoot's just
1: gonna show up in your living room one day Mm -hmm. when you're watching tv (laughs) Mm -hmm. or in your shower complaining that it's too hot and that the cold tap is on the wrong side (laughs) (laughs) that would be disturbing for many reasons maybe there's a dimension where the taps are on the opposite sides that sounds like hell (laughs) everything is possible
0: Everything the seems like it's
1: possible and not
0: possible at the same time. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to be really, uh,
1: philosophical here (laughs) yeah but i always enjoy that in like tv shows or whatever where they'll like i think the small amount of rick and morty i've watched i think they play around with that idea where like there's like a multiverse but everything is the exact same except for one tiny thing um and it's always just like really something really inane or like silly or something like that so yeah a universe where everything is the exact same except all the taps are on the opposite sides (laughs)
0: it would be really upsetting if you went from this universe to that universe because you would be just
1: like no universe or everything is the same except you walk on your hands
0: oh my goodness (laughs) very weird i hope this episode make made sense i hope that people learned like a little something from it
1: yeah or at least got you thinking um because i mean as we have said neither of us are scientists we're not sciency people we appreciate science and respect science and yes. we encourage you to listen to scientists, especially if there is <clears throat> a global pandemic. That's just just one instance, maybe, where you should listen. Yeah, don't
0: read the article that your aunt is posting on Facebook because it's not from credible
1: sources. We guarantee you, most of them She's are not, not a from fucking credible scientist. sources. <laughs> or even Elon Musk, because he's not even posting credible sources anymore. So,
0: yeah. And Joe Rogan, don't listen to him either. I mean, you can listen, but like, have a critical mind, please.
1: Yeah, I think Joe Rogan gives his, um, I mean, like, we're obviously not Joe Rogan's target audience. Oh, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <That's> not. <tightly. laughs> um, and I don't think, I don't think I have any friends who listen to Joe Rogan, even male friends. If they do, they don't tell me. But understand what Joe Rogan is saying by giving people a platform. But I think he gives some people too much of a platform. Or like yeah. allowing discourse, but he gives his listeners far too much credit that they will be able to critically listen to certain people like Jordan Peterson. For sure. Who are on his platform and think this guy is full of shit. Moral of the
0: story, um, Joe Rogan is not a scientist and he puts too much, uh,
1: he gives his listeners too much credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's a mastermind with getting listeners. So yeah, like if if there's one thing he's very smart at, it's that. <laughs> He definitely right. knows how to create hype and hysteria and controversy. So, but we are
0: also going to give our listeners credit for being educated and critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. And if you are interested in anything that I talked about, please follow up. And uh, as they love to say, do your own research.
1: <laughs> if you're in some sort of position where you can explain stuff like this, if you want to send us any sort of voice clips or little explainers or even just comment on our social media and let us know i mean that would be cool we'll always we'll always take that sort of um feedback we'll always defer to people who know more than us
0: for sure and if i got anything wrong please correct me do it in a nice way i you know i have the sources that i got this information from if i'm wrong they're wrong so it's not on me (laughs) (laughs) i will wash my hands of any responsibility And this was another episode of Rowan and Pine. If you have any comments, questions, you want to share something with us, you can email us at rowanandpinepod at gmail.com. For that, the and is spelled out. You can also find us on Instagram, Rowan, again, spelled out, and Pine on Instagram.
1: We also have a Facebook page. You can follow it because all of our episodes get auto-uploaded onto Facebook, so you'll never miss one out if you just search Rowan and Pine Podcast on Facebook. We also have an auto-upload to YouTube. It's where I add all of Emily's wonderful art for each of our episodes So if you just search Ronan Pine Podcast on YouTube, you can listen to us to fall asleep. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. You'll hear from us in two weeks.